Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to The Clay Project. I'm your host as usual, Ebony Fett, and today I've got my good bro and sis here. I've got double whammy for you guys. I've got Rochelle and Teddy, and today they're going to be sharing their clay stories. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Hello. Thanks for being on here, and before we even get started with your stories, I'm going to ask you a random question. Are you ready? Uh oh <laughs> Name one thing you love that most people hate. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it, it can be as deep or as shallow as you want, but yeah. Huh. One thing I love but most people um, hate. That's actually really hard. I think I know yours. <laughs> What's mine? Yours is built on. Oh, yes. It's like dried beef, but it's spicy and it's it a bit like jerky. Really it's like you know? South African. Is it? I think a Ni- there's a Nigerian version of that. It's called Kilishi. Ah. But yeah, it might, okay, and it's really tough. Like, yes, you yes. almost have to break it. To, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. So I, I love it. I'll just like Ugh. eat it all day long. I like it. If it's the same thing I'm thinking about. yeah. You like it as well? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At least there's two of us in this. <laughs> I don't know what mine is. What do I love? You love some weird smells, don't you? Do I? Yeah. Is it petrol? Yeah, I do like the smell of petrol, to be fair. But I think quite a few people like that smell. Really? I don't know. Is that common? Evan, like, do you like the smell of petrol? Not personally. That's not my favourite um, <laughs> scent. But I, I know a few people that like that. Oh, that's boring. Do I really not have anything else? <laughs> I bet I'll think of something later. Yeah, yeah so we'll go with petrol for you. So whenever you're ready, tell us a bit about you. Cool. I think I'll go first. So my name's Rochelle. I'm a Christian. I'm married. Um, I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> you're a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm a child of God. Um, <laughs> yeah, but basically, I guess a bit of my background so I was born actually into a Christian family. So we used to go to church nearly every Sunday. I quite enjoyed going to church. I think when we were about 13 or so, my parents were like, oh, you don't have to go to church anymore. Like, I'm not going to force you at this point. But like, I still wanted to go. I guess, yeah, I just enjoyed it. The way I saw Christianity was more of like a religion with like rules and regulations rather than a relationship with God. Like, I didn't really understand that aspect of it, but I still enjoyed it. Like, it was still fine for me. I would have called myself a Christian, but when I look back on it, like, I wasn't really a Christian. And then in my first year of university, I did want to go to church, but I was just really shy. The friends that I had made, so my flatmates, none of them are Christian. So none of them would have, like, come to church with me or anything. I went a couple of times on my own, but I just didn't really feel like I fitted in. I think everyone there knew each other, and because I didn't know anyone, I kind of found it hard to make friends. Yeah. Um. So I didn't end up going very much, but I was still reading my Bible. I was still praying and listening to worship music. But at the same time, I was also kind of going clubbing and doing all of that kind of stuff. I wasn't really getting drunk. I think for me, the thing that I enjoyed about clubbing was the boy attention, which is really sad, but Mm. it's the truth. Yeah, I guess it just kind of made me feel valued. And then in second year, I got a boyfriend, my first boyfriend. 
So at that point I was like, yeah, I don't know about all of this God stuff. I think because I just wanted to do what I wanted to do without feeling guilty. I just decided to take my own path. So I decided that I didn't believe in God anymore, even though in my heart I did, but I was just kind of telling myself that I didn't. And I was just kind of saying, oh, well, everybody should be able to do what they want. Like as long as they're good people um, and they're not like hurting anybody else, then you should just live life how you want to live your life. That's kind of how I saw things. I also had a few questions because I needed to justify why I didn't believe in God anymore. So I was kind of thinking, yeah, well, there's so much suffering in the world. Like, why would God allow that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess after a while that relationship ended, but I still didn't want to go back to God. We broke up. Obviously I was upset for a while and then I was kind of back to the whole boy attention thing. And it's not that I was like sleeping around or anything like that. I just liked the attention when I would go out and, and things like that. And then in my third year, I moved to Cheltenham for a placement year, which is actually where I met Ted. My testimony, similar to Rochelle, I was also born in a Christian family. I was born in Zambia, which is like a Christian nation. So I didn't even know there was such a thing as not believing in God. I just thought whatever well, believes in God, because mm-hmm. that's just what we do. But my relationship with God was more like Rochelle said, like a rules and regulation thing. I thought God's like watching over you, is making sure that you're doing the right thing. So I tried to live the best life I could live. Going to church um, as a teenager and struggling with what teenagers struggle with. I just thought whenever you sin, you have to say, Oh, sorry, God, please forgive me. Or else if you don't, then when you die, you're going to hell, you know? (laughs) So so it's okay if you sin as long as, as soon as after you've done it, you're like, Oh, sorry, God, please forgive me. And then your slate is wiped clean again. That's, that's how I thought it was. Just before university is when I started really getting into going to church and learning about God. I started enjoying church more uh, as a 17 year old. And then I went to uni. 18 and I was looking for a church but after a while I gave up because I couldn't find a church where I felt I could stay rooted here I wasn't someone who went crazy but I started to let things slide however when we went home for Easter break in first year I remember being at home with my parents house and I got a phone call from someone who's on my course is my friend but we hadn't really ever spoken on the phone I even forgot that I gave him my number but he gave me a call and, and started talking about church and he invited me to his church. So I went, I went there the next, the next Sunday after coming back from Easter break. It felt different. It felt good. And I was, I was a lazy Christian. I wasn't reading my own Bible. I don't think I even had a Bible, but this church, they would just go through the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. Like I was getting a Bible study. I was getting fed. It was very rich. So I ended up staying there. For the rest of the first year second year comes and they start investing in the youth more so they start giving us one-to-one bible studies where you get to ask questions and it's just you and an older christian a christian who's kind of your age so i was 19 at the time and i was doing it with someone who's like 22 or 23 so what we would do is we would play some fifa and then read the bible so it was it's just chilling with your friend but you also have the Bible on the side. So it was fun. I think we're talking about the afterlife and we're talking about what happens after you die. But then he said something like, us Christians, we know that Jesus has paid the price for us. So we're going to go to heaven. I was like, 
what do you mean? We don't know if we're going to go to heaven. But he was like, actually, Jesus has come down and he's died for all of your sin. He's died for it. As long as you put your faith in him and you believe that he has done that for you, you're going to heaven. And that was the first time I had that peace. Like, wow, if I'm right with Jesus, I can spend eternity with God in heaven. And that really lifted a weight off of my shoulders. I felt like, wow, God, you love me so much that you sent your son to die for me. It was the first time I understood why Jesus actually came and died on the cross. And that's when I say I became a Christian. That's when I got saved because I I had the desire in me to just live a life that's pleasing to God. Got baptized in May of 2017. And then June of 2017, the next month, I started the placement that Rochelle was talking about in Cheltenham. And then we met like in July or something. Yeah, the August. first time we met was July, but we didn't, I don't think we had a proper conversation. We didn't have a proper conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time I, I remember talking to you about like faith and religion, mm. uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. So you were, <laughs> you were in the kitchen. <laughs> so we have uh, our office has like, the kitchen yeah. um, and she was in the kitchen warming up her lunch. I was actually attending a Christian fellowship at lunchtime and I, sp- I spoke to her because I'd just been baptized, you know, I was filled with the spirit. I was yeah. bold. I was confident. I was like, <laughs> so what church do you go to? I didn't even ask her, do you go to church? Yeah, I know. You just made an <laughs> assumption. I don't know why. I was like, what church do you go to? Because, you know, not believing in Jesus at this point doesn't even make option. sense to yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, you said, I don't go to church. Yeah. I, was, I said, oh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's complicated. Yeah, yeah, I was being all mysterious, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I just said to her, okay, I'll get you back in church. I don't know why I said that. I was just like, uh, maybe it was borderline get, it's getting overconfident, just in God. I was trying yeah. to, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll get you back in church. He invi- Well, he invited me to like a comedy night where that his church was hosting so it wasn't to do with christianity but i think it was some kind of outreach because they then advertised an alpha course which is where you can ask questions about the christian faith and learn about like foundational doctrines so i attended there because obviously i had some questions from when i decided i didn't believe in god and literally i think within two weeks or three weeks all my questions were answered and i was like oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was quick (laughs) yeah like i'll become a christian now then like there's no reason not to um so yeah then i started attending that same church and obviously my friendship with ted was growing and i guess we started to like each other and i think a question for a lot of people around me at the time like my friends and my family were like are you okay like you're just starting going to church because of some boy like is that why you're going to church so i had to question myself and make sure that let's say Ted and I's relationship didn't go anywhere, like, mm-hmm. would I still be going to church? And in my heart, I really felt like I would. Yeah. And at the same time, all that's going on, like Rochelle, she's made a big change in her life and people can see it. Mm. And that's why they were worried. Yeah. But I was worried too. I was like, I don't want to be like the reason why she's a Christian. And I feel like I can never, like, for example, if I feel like we're not going anywhere and we mm. should split up, I don't want to have that pressure on myself saying, Oh, if you leave, then she's going to leave God. You know, I didn't want that, but I was, I was living with a Christian at the same time. 
so I was speaking to him saying, okay, so there's this girl, I like her, but she's a baby Christian. She's new. She's like, should I just leave her for now and not really pursue her? Cause it's a bit delicate. She doesn't and really know. Yoked. Yeah. We're unequally yoked. Um, my friend's advice was actually, yeah, you need to let her grow for herself. You need to just leave it. But I didn't want to. <laughs> so I was, I was praying to God. I was saying to him, God, I just need you to tell me what to do. Like, what should I do here? So it was a very difficult time. It was about Christmas time of mm. 2017 or 2018. 2017. Yeah. And we were spending lots of time on like the phone just talking like yeah. so what would happen if we broke up would you still go to church yeah. and she would be like yes <laughs> I would go to church I've made this decision for myself yeah. and I'm like yeah but how do you know you know I wasn't believing her <laughs> yeah. eventually I just felt God give me peace over it he basically said she was rooted in him we started dating in the next January of the next year yeah. 2018 made it official I always thought whoever I ask to be my girlfriend, I must be saying like this could be my wife. So I wasn't sure until <laughs> until God had had given me the green light. That's when I thought, okay, I can ask you to be my girlfriend now. Yeah. And a similar thing happened when we had been together for a while. She was saying, so where's that ring at? You yeah, know, <laughs> like when are you gonna propose? What are we waiting for here? But I was yes, like. Girl. <laughs> I was thinking, hey, if God gave me a green light earlier, he's going to give me a green light again. So I'm not going to yeah. do nothing until I get that green light. And the funny thing is, when God actually did give me that green light and I had even bought the ring and everything, I was ready to propose. Literally the day before I proposed. Obviously, I had no idea. She had no idea. But guess what Rochelle does? She just goes off on me on the phone okay you're such a liar you're telling it wrong you're telling it wrong i didn't go off on him but i was questioning him i was like so like when is this gonna happen because nah, like, she, she wasn't calm no i okay she wasn't calm um, i don't know she was i wasn't like you were crazy. annoyed you were like yeah i was annoyed we've been dating yeah. for this long when are you gonna propose like <laughs> what's happening like and i was just thinking but mind you, I had the ring, like, basically oh, in my yes. hand. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what, this girl, yeah, I should just, I should just postpone Make her this. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to lie, I was a bit frustrated, let's say. So, yeah, I did feel a bit bad after. <laughs> yeah, she almost ruined it for herself. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, eventually I did propose and we got married. We had a lockdown wedding. It was, it was again, God just worked a miracle for us we had been planning this like big wedding 200 plus people make a whole big thing but there was a lot of things that we were thinking about we were like uh do we have alcohol at the wedding or not yeah do we who do like which who people can we invite which people we both can we invite have big families. both have big families and yeah. we have tight budget and it all this kind stuff of stressful. <laughs> and god just basically said okay i'm holding off all weddings until a certain time and then um, by the time the lockdown was getting lifted the first time in July, our wedding was in like a week and we had that window where we could actually get married and we had, we had a really nice, lovely wedding because it was... Yeah, it was really intimate. It was an intimate wedding in terms of the people that were there, but then we got so much support with people who were, who dialed in and 
It just felt really nice, you know. God really worked it out, even though it didn't go according to our plan. God really just worked it out, and it it was nice. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I like it was our perfect. Wedding. I would say. Yeah, um, and then yeah, yeah, now we've been doing life for a bit, uh, for about ten months. Been doing life together. It's been good. Yeah, it's been fun. And obviously, it wasn't it wasn't all smooth sailing all the way through dating. Like there was a lot of struggles a lot of like oh, okay lust is coming in here we need to yeah, make sure set boundaries yeah. and it's quite a tough thing to navigate to be honest the church we we're attending in Cheltenham we weren't really like close to the pastors or anything like that so we didn't really have too much guidance like spiritual guidance yeah. from like a more mature Christian who could help us so we kind of navigated things on our own yeah um, but I remember when we got married the things that we kind of deprived ourselves from when we finally got married even just sleeping under the same covers that felt yeah, so nice it was so like yeah, yeah whoa nice. this is so <laughs> nice and that's that's the promise of god like if you do things god's way yeah things will just happen even better than you would have hoped for yeah um but yeah so that's that's our story up to up to now basically <laughs> Yeah, can I just say that I really enjoyed you guys' wedding as well. Like, it's so, I think it was probably the first Zoom weddings of the lockdown that I actually attended, but it was just so sweet. And the speeches and like, even when you guys were back home for the reception and stuff, very nice, very nice. It was a good time. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was really special for us. So yeah, I think quite a few people gave the same feedback. Like, even though everyone was in different places, it kind of felt nice and together still if that makes sense so we thank god okay so guys thank you for sharing your story and before you leave i want you to tell the people about your podcast and your blog you know whoever wants to talk about it go for it sure um so we have a online ministry called serenity in the spirit it's a blog and a podcast so i write the blogs and ted does the podcast episodes a blog is kind of about helping Christians make a Christian lifestyle more practical, I guess you could say, because I think a lot of times people will be like, oh yeah, just read your Bible and pray. But then you're like, okay, but how do I read my Bible? And what should I say to God? Like, how do I pray about this certain issue? What are some words that I could say? What do I need to ask for? And things like that. So that's the aim of the blog. Podcast, the aim of the podcast is for people who aren't Christians. So it's it takes more apologetic type of stance so we're talking about why why do we believe there is a god um why do we believe jesus is god why do we believe jesus rose from the dead because there's a lot of supernatural things that we claim as christians and that way we're covering both bases i'm a subscriber so you should subscribe too that's what i have to say now for everyone listening i hope you've enjoyed teddy and rochelle's stories um on obviously how they met and then you know salvation and all of that jazz if you have any questions for them please drop me a dm on instagram at the clay.project or send me an email at the clayproject.pod at gmail.com until next time see ya thank you bye, bye.